This is Success Beyond the Score, giving insights and tips to help you learn how to build your music career from the best in the field by Millicent Stevenson. Millicent is a multi-award winning saxophonist and endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads. She is currently serving on the Executive Committee of the Musicians' Union. With over 40 years experience in the creative industry, Millicent has honed her performance and business skills. She provides personal development training and coaching via her online platform, successbeyondthescore.com. Hi, and welcome back to Success Beyond the Score. I'm Millicent Stevenson, and today it's part two of Louise Dengate's interview. Now, if you missed it, please go back and have a listen after today. But Louise is an exceptional vocal coach and vocalist. Uh, She runs and actually she set up and run a music agency and has a fantastic gospel choir. And today she's going to tell us about a career high and a career low. She's also going to talk about the challenges she faced as a female director. And of course, she will give her tips to help you build your music into a full-time career. Here is Louise Dengate. If you were to, you know, think back over the last 20 years, what would be one of the things you would say, this was a highlight for me? Yeah, I'm probably a bit strange in this answer because I I, I hear other people answer this sometimes and they'll say the biggest venue they've been in and who was there, some famous person. Even though those things have happened and that's really nice, for me, um, definitely some of the best have been when I know we've really made an impact to just a regular nice person. Like we did um, a, a funeral mm. last year of somebody who had lost their mum to cancer. And so they wanted, um, I think we sang Hallelujah and uh, I can't remember all the other songs, but the, the room, that room, they, it was in this beautiful church in Gloucestershire and the room was so full of mm. love for that person it was really special and it felt like an honour to be part of that day because what they said mm. about her was so precious. And, you know, sometimes people don't express how much they love someone until they've gone. I mean, I'm sure they did because they knew that she was going to pass, but it, it was so lovely. And, and we sang that song and it was hard for us not to get emotional because the room mm. was like mm. charged. So, but it was charged because there was so much love there. So that for me was definitely a a highlight even though it was so sad it was sort of that bittersweet sad because there was so much love there now to me that's much more satisfying than a fancy pants event for Mm. some fancy Mm. people not not that that's not nice it's just that you know give me real people real love real passion that's where I find the most satisfaction I find the same thing I I do like playing at funerals I mean I don't actually advertise it a lot on my platform because you know people think it's not the thing to advertise but I actually like that because I think it's a very significant time in a family's life and you get to hear through the eulogy the life of the person and I find it really fascinating yeah you know and just being there and and supporting and helping I think it's great Um, Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not the it's not glitzy and what have you. It's a very sad occasion, but mm. I think it's where you do the most impact, give the most impact. I, yeah. I really like funerals. I really yeah. absolutely love it. 
So here is the opposite then. So what would be you class as a career low? You know, the thing that just didn't work out. If you had to live your life again, I would do it differently. <laughs> Apart from the reception job at the doctor's surgery. That was that was <laughs> Apart from that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that any part of a career. Um, I, I think that we did have a residency at this pub in Birmingham. Yeah. And they, they said they wanted jazz. And I'm yeah. like, are you sure? Are you sure yeah. you want jazz? The people that come in, are you sure they want jazz? Yeah. They said, yeah. But the client, the people that went there really didn't. You know, <laughs> it was quite a lot of, shush, shush, you want to watch the football? Or this, oh, it, no. It was the wrong, it was the wrong choice. <laughs> Lovely people, but they didn't want jazz. And it's like that awkward thing of, you've got to do what the client is asking you to do. But yeah. at the same time, the the people the public that are going in there they don't want it so that was so awkward and yeah we did it for quite a long time and then it, and then in the end I think I can't remember why it stopped now which is you know the residency stopped but it was probably for a good year yeah yeah uh, so yeah. Mm, I, if that was to ever happen again I, I would definitely be having a um more open conversation with the manager Mm-hmm. saying can we try doing a different style yeah that matches more I think what people here like because we've talked to them as well what what music do you like what you're into and they'd be like yeah. we like rock we like you know we like blondie we like abba oh, okay yeah we're yeah. doing Ella Fitzgerald's <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fascinated that you train West End singers do they sort of jaunt from London for your lessons yeah, well, some of them, you see, I've, I've known when they're at Stratford College uh, yeah. and they've been with Alex. Yeah. And um, a lot of them, you know, don't make it all the way to West End because that's a really hard route. Mm. But I, um, a good 60% on a lot of years, 50, 60% get to the drama colleges. Now, once they're in drama college, they've got a good chance then. So they're mm. to the end of drama college. The agents come along to their final show. If they get an agent boom like loads of them do really well so it's lovely to walk around London actually with Alex and he'll be saying oh look at Reese, he's um you know in that show and oh look Charlotte she's in that yeah so it's really lovely to sort of <laughs> see them go all the way through um and but yeah. some of them they their parents are around here so when they're out of a show they'll come back up yeah uh, and they'll live mm. with their parents again for a bit of visit and then they'll pop in for a lesson and and I'll say oh you know so how's yeah. the industry how's it going what 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 you into next what you're auditioning for um because some of them yeah. are only out for three months but some of them they're out for a year which is hard going for a west ender yeah wow wow so did you always want to get into music when you were younger yeah i think uh, i've got a little boy charlie and he reminds me a little bit of myself yeah. and the fact that he gets bored with tv so so quickly yeah. my older boy Charlie's seven mm. he'd watch screens all day long and ipads but charlie's not interested and i wasn't interested i was much more physical want to do something you know color paint play the piano like you mm. know just to do yeah. something so i always uh, always liked music and doing it from a young age mm. um mm. and then just before university, I nearly studied psychology because the two are ever so close with me. I, I really like both yeah. of them. And yeah. then I yeah. actually applied to do a, di- a completely different course. And then the last minute, I was like, now nah, I'm going to audition for the music course. I just, I just <laughs> did that. I think because I, I went to music school uh, on a Saturday and I did that for so long that I just, I don't know, when you got to GCSE and A-levels, 
because I've been doing it every Saturday for years, it just was yeah. quite easy. And so yeah. I knew when I got to uni, I was like, I could start this whole other subject that I don't know that much about. I could take the easy route out and do music because I know it'll be pretty plain sailing. I'm so lazy. <laughs> and I just went for that instead. <laughs> was it plain sailing? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, it was all right. Yeah, no, there yeah. were bits of it that were um difficult. Mm. I mean, everything yeah. that we did there was really good. So every morning, our lecturer would um give us a score, you know, empty yeah pad, and play us a tune, and we had to try oh. and slow it down. And at the time, we were all like, oh, "Why do we have to score down music all the time?" Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, once you get into music world, I'm like that's why <laughs> I just <laughs> music all the time and writing things out and yeah. yeah it was cool like you know composing and arranging and learning yeah. about software and uh, yeah it, it it was definitely useful uh, yeah but again it was more of a doing thing it wasn't so academic not reading tons of books and writing loads of essays it was yeah. it was doing it which kind of suits my personality really yeah yeah so you mentioned like you know you run a choir so you know to be the the, the conductor director you've got to be a bit, a bit bossy got to be a bossy element about you I think and uh, you have an agency again you've got to be a bit bossy yeah. but um and obviously when you rock up to a gig you're the person that's saying going in and just checking everything's okay and whatever yeah. but have you ever experienced any difficulties because you're a female director agency person who is taking charge yes. you know of the entertainment uh a couple of times and it's oh. always been with men actually oh. no I tell a lie usually men and and there's been one woman one woman's that who was very difficult um I mean there was one particular uh manager male he was just inappropriate like making flirtatious comments uh, saying he'd prefer it if Alex didn't come because <laughs> seriously <laughs> and I always like laughing it off oh ha 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 that's very funny but yeah. then thinking that's just so inappropriate and um, and then I, I stayed uh, and uh, you know he wanted different singers and then after a little while actually I heard from some of the singers that he was being inappropriate in comments to yeah. them as well to the point oh. of making them feel uncomfortable and in the end this is the only time I've ever done it. I, I quit that venue. I just oh said, really? Yeah, I said you have to find someone else because because the girls were so um, they were in their sort of early twenties and he wasn't just doing it to one girl. He was inappropriate to all of them, and I was like, I don't want to be associated with that. You know, and it's not fair on them. He's the manager. They're trying to please him and do a good job, and he's taking advantage. So, and he never did mm. it to the guys. He never did it to the guys only the girls oh. uh-huh. so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I left yeah. him yeah the only time well, I that took it. some courage I mean mm. so did you walk away from the pay as well did you have to give back the money or you weren't paid or what happened oh, there man the pay was a that was a swipe so it was um he <laughs> I had a lot of work with him it was a couple of gigs every weekend so it was a great yeah. money earner but I mean I remember saying to mm. Alex I was like you know what money wise it's really good but morality mm-hmm. wise I just I can't do it I can't do it and I was like mm-hmm. and ahhing and ahhing I was like no I'm gonna quit so I took it and and that that chunk of monthly money was just gone I was like darn it um and then actually <laughs> not long after that I got 
another residency, which was really a really nice one. And then I got another one. So I was like, oh, yeah, do you know yeah. what? There's there's that thing, isn't there? You, you, if you do the right thing sometimes, I do think you kind of get blessed for that. So Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important, you know, because if you're taken advantage of, it'll just go on and on. You don't know where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. And then he also thinks he can get away with it if someone else comes in, and it's so sometimes just, you know, putting your foot down, saying, "Nah, it's not for me. This, uh, we're out." You know, I, I think that's really good. Do you yeah. face any sort of um, issues in terms of the technical side, where you know, sort of the PA side or anything like that? Do you find that, mm-hmm. you know, the blokes don't take you as seriously, but they might take Alex more seriously or speak to Alex rather than you in situations? Um, I hate doing the tech myself. But oh, okay. I know I know the sound that I want. So mm-hmm. um, very occasionally I'll I'll be the techie, like hardly ever. Um, mm. But usually, yeah, I hire a techie when we go out. So um, do they listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's the uh, I will in the moment if it's not right, I'll be quite yeah. firm. I guess yeah. I'm like this is not right. You know, you need that needs to come up or that needs to come up um sometimes I probably need to learn how to speak to them better because it's this it's, it's only if, it, if it's coming close to open doors or like start time that's when I yeah. get them here. but to be honest um the only techies that I hire are a good and b yeah. are nice people that's that's my kind of rule in general you got to be good and you got to be nice if you're good but you're not nice I'm not interested if you're nice right. but you're not good I'm still not interested so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, good techies are really hard to come by. I've I've only got about sort of three, three or four, um, yeah. and and they're and they're gold. And but and as as well, I think by now they know what I want. You know, before mm. I say it, I might turn around and they'll say something like, "Yeah, I'm just about to do the reverb." And I'm like, Great, thanks. <laughs> they, they know what I'm I'm listening. Yeah, for, yeah, so, good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a, you certainly know what you want and you get it, which is nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally have to go into that mode because actually mm. I don't really like going into challenger mode. If mm. I can help it, I'll avoid conflict. Right. If I can help it. Yeah. But if it really comes down to the wire and I can't avoid it, I will do it then. But is that not part of the job? I mean, you know, you're the person who takes charge. So I guess you, you should be the one who faces the conflict, deal with the difficulties. I mean... How do you deal with a difficult client or even a singer who's just been a little bit difficult? I think I try and preempt it really. So I would try and not choose mm. um, a singer that's like if they're a super diva. Mm. You know, they might be amazing, but if they're going to be a super diva, I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it. Same with musicians. Same with techies. Yeah. You know, same not not same with clients because I, often I don't know them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I do I do tend to try and avoid the conflict. Um, do I? I've got probably quite. I've got quite a gentle way of leading, I think, probably. I think that's what people would say. And I've mm. got quite a wide margin of grace as well if things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, but I also have my limit. And it, it, if yeah. I hit the limit, then people know. But that's that's really, really rare because it doesn't often come up, you know, because I've preempted mm. potential pitfalls, really. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are into music, not a full-time career, but would love to have a full-time career. 
what are the sort of three tips that you would give someone like that who wants to make music their full-time goal? They may well have another job yeah. or they might just be straight out of university, mm. whatever. They're just not at that point. What would be sort of the tips, looking back at your journey, that you would yeah. say to them that it's important for them to do to get there? Yeah. Um, I would say to try and increase your skill as much as you can. Keep mm-hmm. working your craft, especially when you're young. Just keep going, keep going, work hard, get good at it, you know, put the hours in. Um, it, it's the people that uh, really work hard and are keen. Often, uh, I, I've seen students before where one is naturally, in a sort of a natural sense, better than someone else, but the hard worker, they'll inch up, inch up, inch up. And sometimes the natural one can be lazy. You know, mm. not always, but sometimes. Uh, and then they'll just sort of, they won't go as far. So, yeah, yeah really, really work on the skill. Uh, get the lessons, get, a, especially when you're um, at a higher stage, get a really good teacher. You know, find out, sniff out the best one. Um, yeah. I remember when I was, I wanted to do my grade eight piano because I had quite a gap. And somebody said, oh, this guy, Peter, he's the best He's the best in the area. So I rang up this guy. I said, oh, hi, Peter. I've heard that you're the best piano teacher in the area. He went, I am, without doubt, the best piano teacher in the whole area. I was like, oh, I like your confidence. <laughs> so, and he was, he's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, get get really good training. I say that yeah. was the first thing. Yeah. Um, second thing is this whole idea about knowing who you are. Hmm. Um, and knowing your own sort of emotional world and what's best gonna suit you so um I know a guy who is totally exuberant and extrovert he loves a good time mm-hmm. so he's brilliant for doing like the party bands and that he loves to be center stage boom he's, he's massive like he's, he loves it hmm. um but I know other people that are quieter more introverted more shy and so for them they're much happier doing sort of background music in a restaurant or, you know, singing at a wedding reception sort of background. So knowing who you are. So then you choose the best place in the sort of musical circle of life. Mm -hmm. As I sort of say it to people, like don't try and put yourself in a position that's not going to suit you as a Mm. person. Uh, I see some people really pushing themselves to be in a certain place but then they don't always enjoy it. And I say, yeah, but because don't you think that you don't like it because of da-da-da-da-da? Wouldn't you prefer da-da-da-da-da? You know, so p- placing yourself right, mm. I think. Um, so it's then, not all about an X-Factor contract then? No, my goodness. X-Factor's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that, that programme. I mean, I get it. It's fun and it's, yeah. you know, it's family yeah. entertainment. But I do think it sets this ridiculously high standard. Mm. And, and it makes a lot of young people, I find, think that they're really rubbish because they're comparing themselves to people that, you know, X-Factor sometimes make out, oh, look at this boy band. They've just been rehearsing in their bedroom for the last year and a half and they're just amazing. When actually that's not always the case. Like X-Factor scout for groups that are already managed and produced and are already excellent and then get them to pretend to do an audition. Yeah. When they've had so much work, like I was working with a boy band and they are 
excellent four boys yeah got very wealthy families they've had a lot of money put into them they've had a lot of training and the next factor scouted them and said they wanted to put them in in auditions and they'd make this whole story Mm. that they're just four lads that got together you know a couple of weeks ago and are amazing i'm like that's not fair because you're you're making out that it's easy to get this high standard when actually that high standard was through money and time and effort and training and then other people look at it and think oh i'm not as good as that well yeah because you just haven't spent ten thousand pounds or whatever it was that ridiculous amounts of money their four parents have spent on them so yeah gives kids issues anyway that was a totally random thing (laughs) (laughs) i know it's it's random but i think it's really important because a lot of people like you say i'm just turning my fan off a lot of people get the wrong impression i mean i know two or three people who have been contestants who probably got into the top top 15 top 10 type thing and when they tell me what the behind the scenes is like I'm like pardon yeah (laughs) because what you see on the tv is not what it's like behind the scenes you know and you know just your story there I think it's important for people to know that you know if you're going for a competition it's not like that there is this persona of you've got to be at a certain level or you're going to be picked and you're going to be great and you know you're going to get this really fantastic thing and then you're going to get the contract even if you do win it's only one person what person that will get that contract really mm-hmm. yeah and then it's a whole different life after that you know and they're not always life, so. necessarily happy you know I mean some of them are yeah. happy but some of them are not necessarily happy and then you think you've done all of that and then you're not actually that happy so like oh man that that's hard work yeah yeah so I yeah. do I do think that like get get your skill up and um, get your psychology up, know the best place for you. And that might not mm. mean fame and fortune. Now, for some people, they totally want the fame and fortune. And if they got it, they'd be like flying. But other people, mm-hmm. it wouldn't suit them. So I think there's a lot about knowing who you are and, and where and where you fit, you know, and where's best for you as a person. Yeah. Mm. But the third so thing I think... T- oh, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say number three. <laughs> Uh, the third thing I say is like just get out there so when I was first wanting to um, get in a jazz band before I met Alex and auditioned for his band um, I saw lots of signs up for different jazz bands around the area so I would just walk in and and find the leader and go hi I really want to get into jazz Uh, any chance of singing with you guys tonight you know I can I can Mm. sing this number this you know all the standards and they're like yeah great so just started singing with them and then um they were super friendly and then I, I'd go along and it became a bit of a regular thing and then one of them mm. did a bit of an offshoot and he did a different band so I was with them for a little bit so I'd say yeah just to get out there and start talking to people and because you can build all the skill in the world but if you just stay in your bedroom building your skill you're not going to do mm. very much so like build the skill know who you are and then yeah get yourself out there and see what you can get. Do you think that um other just coming off that, that those who are just trying to get into music should actually spend some money in a recording studio and make a, an EP or an album or something, even though they haven't got a fan base or they've not actually performed anywhere. Do you think that's a, a way to go? Yeah. I mean, I love that phrase of um, success is when um, skill meets opportunity. And mm. so I think, um, no, that's wrong. Sorry. Success is when preparation meets opportunity, preparation uh-huh. meets opportunity. So I, I uh, I think if you can have a website and definitely buy your own name, you know, so I've got louisedengate.com. I've had that for like empty years. 
um, uh, you know, but whoever, whatever your name is, by by your name. And then, yeah, definitely put on um, you, you, your performance reels and all that kind of thing. Because then if something comes along, you can just go, oh, yeah, here you go. Hit click. There's a link. And you can hear me yeah. sing. You can hear yeah. me play. Yeah. You know, it, it's just there. So it's being ready. It's being ready. Uh, where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, so uh, people can always find me at louisedengate.com. Okay. Um, I've got Facebook as well. It's just Louise Dengate. Okay. Um, and then there's crystalgospelchoir.uk if people are looking for a gospel choir at all. You're auditioning. Uh, all, always keeping an ear out for singers, especially mm-hmm. men. Men, especially men. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I have got a lot more men this year, actually. I really made a, a thing this year to, to get more men. So I've got a load of men now. But uh, yeah, always interested yeah. In, in hearing great voices. Um, so yeah brilliant brilliant yeah, <laughs> yeah excellent I'll, well, I'll definitely put the links on the bottom of the video so people can sort of see that write that down and go and check you out some more yeah louise it's been absolutely fantastic hearing about you i mean you are a star you are great she's a fantastic vocal coach <laughs> i've <laughs> observed you. her sessions absolutely <laughs> phenomenal what she can do with your voice in five minutes it's <laughs> <laughs> really good but then she's got the agency and you do all sorts and i'm really impressed and you're a mom as well and you're married to a wonderful guy who's a musician yeah. sounds great uh, <laughs> when you put it like that so it sounds much. really thank nice <laughs> yeah it, it is it yeah. is I, I think i think it's fantastic as a woman to have come through a degree found that reception isn't for you being a receptionist isn't for mm-hmm. you and then to build your music career gradually and gradually and gradually and then respond as things come up as well and now you now here you are i think it's really yeah. good so well done thank you you so (laughs) much yeah thank you so much for having me i've uh, had a really good time oh yeah that's good i I just i was pleased that you said yes so yeah brilliant increase your skills know who you are and just get out there are louise's tips to help you build your music career now next week i have another guest i'm not going to tell you who it is But check out my websites and my social media for who's coming. MillicentStevenson.com, SuccessBeyondTheScore.com, my Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. And oh, if you haven't grabbed it, get your free copy of my free downloadable e-booklet revealed 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. Okay, bye for now.